Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Good to see some of you on Zoom and good to have some of you all on the conference line. Would you say praise the Lord? Pray that your week is going well and that you're taking care of yourself. As those are on Zoom, we're going to be talking about uh, a really uh, necessary topic tonight. And so we'll get into that in just a moment, but I just want to honor the Lord tonight and thank him so much for allowing us to be alive in this crazy world that we live in. Uh, But we thank God we're part of the kingdom of God, but we thank God how he has kept us and preserved us, uh, kept us uh, with our minds stayed on him. For that, we give him glory, honor, and praise, honor my Beloved pastor and founder, Bishop Weathers, to our First Lady Weathers, we thank um, you, Bishop Weathers, for this opportunity, again, to teach and exercise the gift that God has given me, and we honor our assistant pastor as well. Our hearts are still encouraged by the word of the Lord on Sunday, the first Sundays of the year, and I tell you, Bishop Weathers, he, he showed out. I mean, there's no other way uh, to say it. He preached, preached, and preached again. Thou shall prevail. I believe he was feeling it on Sunday as he does often, all the time, I'm sure, but Sunday was a special, special service, and I'm excited for the new year, excited for what God will do. Uh, when we focus on what the Lord is doing, uh, we won't get so carried away with what's happening in this world. Of course, we are a part of the world, and we, we know what's going on, uh, but we don't get too consumed because we have the hope of Jesus Christ. So I thank God for that wonderful message on Sunday. Let us go to God in a prayer. Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here. We thank you for another opportunity to del- delve into your word on tonight. We ask that you open up our hearts and minds to receive what you would have for us tonight. We thank you in advance for all things. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On tonight, we've been working with Christine Kane's um, book, 2020 Visions, and um, using that book to guide some of our conversation, our Bible study. And on tonight, I uh, was looking through the book, and just one or two things really stood out to me. And then the Lord really laid it on my heart, um, um, really this afternoon, to kind of go a different direction. She kind of inspired. I got a scripture from her, but then then the Lord wanted me to really um, talk about tonight from a, even a biblical perspective to talk about self-care. So on tonight, our topic is self-care isn't selfish. And I'm not going to, uh, you know, take you into my training world. Uh, well, I probably will a little bit, but we're going to talk, we're going to talk about it from a believer's perspective, how important it is that we take care of ourselves and how important it is that if you take that time for yourself, it doesn't mean you're being selfish. It doesn't mean you don't care about your family, about your friends, about the people who you are in uh, touch with. But as we'll delve into tonight, and uh, there's so much to unpack here tonight, so I'm going to try to definitely keep it at 30 minutes. But maybe we could pick it up another time. Um, but it's it's important that if we don't take care of ourselves, we are no good to anybody else. And we've said that. You've heard that said. Our pastor has preached that and taught on that 
for years. Um, but I believe God wants us to, to revisit it tonight in the midst of so much happening in our world. It is important that as believers, we take care of ourselves. I posted something in our women's page today on Facebook that talked about when you look in the mirror, you're that person who's responsible for your happiness. If you get so caught up in what's happening in this world, you will lose your ever-loving mind because there's so much happening. I mean, from you can't get over, we can't get over one thing to something else happening just from a, 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 a world perspective. But we've got to hone in and say, what, what do I need to do? I'm a believer. What do I need to do to take care of myself? So let's talk and let's chat um, just a little bit on tonight. Self-care isn't selfish. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 40. Matthew chapter 36, chapter 22, rather, 36 through 40. And it says in verse 36, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Let's stop here and pause for just a moment. We all know as we have relationship with with our Heavenly Father, how important it is that we love him. With all that is within us, as the scripture says, with all of our heart, I believe I taught on this not long ago, loving God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. So what does this mean? Putting God first. Putting his desires above even your own desires. Doing what pleases him. And those who are in relationships, husband and wife, I'm sure there's a lot of times where Our first lady may want to go to Red Lobster, and my father, Bishop, will say, I would really love some fried whiting. Sometimes she'll put what he wants in front of her own desire, and I'm sure vice versa. When he would rather stay home and she would rather go to Red Lobster, it's that give and take because they love each other. So they put their, uh, when we love God, we put his desires above our own. We do what pleases him. And not only do we stop there, but it's important that we tell God we love him. You can say all day, all he knows, I love him. And I'll just keep picking on our bishop and first lady. She could say, daddy, my dad could say, oh, she knows I love her. I ain't got to say it. But, but how how messed up is that? If, if a husband never tells his wife that he loves her, if a wife never tells the husband, I love you, God wants to hear it as well from us. Tell him. When's the last time you told God you loved him? It should be something we are saying on a daily basis, telling him that we love him, and then also showing him that we love him. And because we know that, you know, words without meaning, you know, you can say things and not have meaning. But it's wonderful when you can say it 
and it has meaning and you show it. You show forth that love. Maybe you'll fix that special dinner for your spouse. Maybe you will put a card in the mail for your best friend. Maybe you will show up or even cook a meal for somebody because you're showing forth that love. That's how um, we must be with our Heavenly Father to show him that we love him. And the scripture even tells us how to show him that we love him. What does the scripture say? If you love him, it didn't say you'll give up all your money. He didn't say that. It didn't say that you would have to sacrifice everything that you have, uh, material uh, possession, unless the Lord tells you to do that. But the scripture gives us uh, how we can uh, show him that we love him. And the scripture, very plainly, it says, if you love me, this is how you show it. You will what? Keep my commandments. Jesus saying, you want to be great in the kingdom? Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Then it says, this is the first and great commandment. We can't get to self-love and self-care that we're going to talk about tonight without first addressing our relationship with our Heavenly Father. we got to start there. And then secondly, it says, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Right? So let's let's break this verse down for just a moment. Before we can love our neighbor as ourselves, you must first love yourself. Now that sounds very, very simple. But what we are seeing in the world that we live in, the people do not know how to love themselves. And, and you could say, Melinda, oh, you're being judgmental. No, this is how I know. I know without a fact, without a shadow of, of a doubt, rather. I know that people are not loving themselves based on how they are treating their neighbor. Now, if I treat my neighbor, you know, say disparaging things about my brother and my sister, it's because there's something going on with Melinda, that Melinda doesn't value her herself. If a person takes another person's life, they don't value even their own life. They don't even love themselves the way in which they should love themselves. Because if you love yourself and if you value who you are and you're made in the image of, of God, you know, then you're not going to do anything to harm somebody else. So I believe this scripture is supporting the text tonight or the, the topic tonight about self-care. It's not selfish. But in order to get to this second commandment that Jesus is telling us, we got to first find out how do we take care of ourselves? How do we love ourselves so that we can fulfill the second commandment? In verse 40, on these two commandments, loving God, loving our neighbor, and to get to loving our neighbor, we got to love ourselves, hang all the law and the prophets. Think about that. That's powerful. Just that verse. These, these verses are so powerful. These two commandments. Hang all the law and the prophet. So self-care isn't selfish. Let's uh, delve into it tonight. 
So what is it? What is self-care? Now I've been doing, uh, or I've been, you know, as many know, I've been a trainer for many years. And uh, when I first started training, self-care was kind of talked about. But since I've been in child welfare for many years now, it has really become a hot topic. Every course that we train, we try to incorporate self-care somewhere in there because we know the demands on social workers. Uh, we know that if we want them to, to uh, treat our families well and to take care of our families, that they must take care of themselves. So we try to incorporate it and infuse it through all of the things that, that we train. So let's talk about what is self-care. Self-care refers to activities and practices, both of those things. Something you do, activities and practices that, that you engage in on a regular basis, not just a one-time thing. It can be a one-time thing, um, say if you, you know, I'm going to go get my feet done, right? That's just, I'm going to take my self-care day. That's the one time I've been doing it. But real self-care is something you do on a regular basis to reduce stress and maintain and enhance our short and longer-term health and well-being. So you say, Melinda, okay, this is great, but how does this, you know, how does this connect to, to me and my spiritual being, right? So let's let's take it there. We're talking about things you do on a regular basis to reduce stress. Now, people can say all, all day long, I don't have stress. If you're alive, you have experienced stress. Life within itself is stressful. So you've got to put mechanisms in place to reduce that stress, right? So I want you to think about, and if we were together, I'd probably have you, you know, write it down and we would share with each other. But I want you to think about what, what are you doing? What are those activities and practices that you're doing to reduce stress? And I'm going to help you out, all right? So I know most everybody's going to say, I read my Bible, I pray, and I meditate. So we already got those three. So I, want you, I want you to push yourself beyond that, beyond anything that would be considered kind of spiritual. What are you doing to reduce stress in your life? Is it your cup of coffee and you take that in the morning and that's your time to, get, to collect your thoughts is it turning your phone off for 30 minutes every day just to kind of detach from the world what is it that you're doing on a regular basis and I know some of us may say you know what I can't even think of anything outside of reading my bible praying and meditation all those things are wonderful and necessary absolutely but we are not just spiritual beings Right, our pastor says, you know, you're not just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time. There are, we got to have a balanced life. There are things that you can do. If it is reading a book, something that you do on a regular basis. And I wanted to challenge all of us. If you can't think of anything, maybe it's looking up cars on YouTube. I mean, it could be whatever that you're interested in. But if you can't think of anything. I want to challenge you before this week is out to start with something. It could just be one thing. You know what? I'm going to incorporate this thing, and I'll be consistent with it. If it's every day or at least once a week, this is what I do to take care of myself. And we want to know how this is related to your spiritual being. If you are on 10 all the time and you are stressed out, 
how effective are you for the kingdom of God? What, what, what good are you to the kingdom if you're stressed out all the time? I'm not saying stress. You may experience stress. Work can be stressful. Your family, your kids, all that. It can be stressful. I, I get that. But if you are stressed, stressed to the max all the time because you're not doing anything to reduce the stress, what good are you to the kingdom of God? If you're snapping at people, how are you going to witness to them? This, this all, you know, this is all um, so that we can be uh, better uh, vessels for the Lord. If you're snapping at people, how can you witness to people and you're, all, you're always on edge? you ready to just pounce on people because you haven't taken time to relieve some of the stress. As I said, life is stressful within itself, so we got to find ways, discover ways to reduce that stress. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, familiar passage scripture, familiar verse. It says, I, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Okay, let me tie this together. He's going to keep you in perfect peace, but your mind has to be on him. And if your mind is so consumed with the things of this world, you're not going to be in perfect peace. He, he, he can do it, and he will do it, but you've got to uh, practice that self-care to get some of that stress off your life. Don't be so consumed with everybody else's problems and what they're going through that you don't have time to have that quiet time uh, to yourself to, so, so that God can, can be your peace. Are you with me tonight? So the scripture said he's going to do his part. But there's, there's something that we have to do, and that's keeping our mind stayed on him. Self-care is necessary for your effectiveness and your success in honoring your professional and your personal commitment. We all have things that we have that we are committed to, from work to things we do within the church to those who are married, your spouses, your those who are parents. You're committed to so many different things. You're committed to um, our parents, our ch- those who have children, our children, uh, friendships. You have commitment. Everyone has commitment. But if you want those things to flourish and to grow, you must practice self-care. It's necessary for the effectiveness. If you want to have healthy relationships, you got to take care of yourself. For the to be effective and for it to be successful. If you want to be successful on the job, you got to take care of yourself. Take some time off. There's no need having all this vacation time and you never take off at all. You say, well, I'm just going to accrue, accrue, accrue. You never know when I'll need it. Well, you, you may not get there to that, that specified date. I may need it when I retire in 26 more years. You may not make it to 26 years because you're so stressed out. 
right? So we, our, our desire as believers is to be effective in our, in our interactions with each other, in our interactions with, with certainly those who don't have Christ. We can't do that if we're not taking care of ourselves. And we've heard this uh, phrase many times. Um, many perhaps have even uh, preached on it before. Lessons we can learn from the flight attendant, right? Those of us who have flown, which I, I miss traveling. We haven't, you know, no one's really been able to do much of that anymore. Um, but what the flight attendant says all the time, every time, every single time, I don't care if you fly five times during the day, you catch five different flights, they're going to all say the same thing in so many words. Secure your own mask before assisting others. If you don't secure your own mask first, this is just like with the pandemic, right? It's the same kind of thing. But if you don't secure your own mask first, your effectiveness, what we just talked about, in helping other people is severely compromised. And it is pending failure. It's not effective if you don't put on the mask first, so then you can help somebody else. It's severely compromised and it's pending failure. It only takes a short time to take care of yourself. I'm not saying you got to say, you know, you know what? Melinda's talking about self-care. I'm going to take the next month's sabbatical. I ain't going to fool with none of y'all. This is my self-care journey. No, we're not talking about that. Nope. We're talking about these short things that you can do on a consistent basis. Now, if you feel you need it, there may be underlying issues. There may be something else going on that if you feel you need to take a month off. But we're talking about realistic things that you do, right? It only takes a short time for us to secure our mask first, for us to take care of our, our, ourselves first. But the benefits are lasting. If I can put on my mask first, if, something, if the plane's about to go down, if I can get my oxygen on uh, uh, first, I can not only help the person sitting beside me, but I probably can help three or four other people because I have the, I have the tools. I, I'm prepared um, for whatever is transpiring. If we take care of ourselves, not only are you going to help those in your inner circle, but you'll have the strength to go beyond your inner circle. Some of us, the Lord just dropped this, some of us, are so worn out because you're helping the people in your inner circle, but you're drained. So you can't even, you, 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 the Lord has said, I want to take you places in me. I want to take you to the, to, you know, in, in new territory, but, but you have not taken care of yourself. You don't, you, you don't have enough gas in your tank to make it. This is all it is. We're talking about self-care. We're just talking about putting gas in your tank. It's just about taking care of yourself. You you have become so consumed with your inner circle that you are not prepared to reach the masses. And God has said, I want to take you to the masses, but I need you to take care of yourself first so you can be ready. I feel that tonight. 
I feel that tonight. God has so much more in store for us. Let me move on. I'm getting happy tonight. He wants to do so much more in us and through us. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's let's be mentally uh, prepared. And I'm going to go through this. Let me get to this next uh, part. My time is winding down. Uh, you you deserve you you deserve to to be happy and whole in every area of your life. You don't have to pick and choose and say, "Well, I, I'll be good in my finances, but mentally I'm going through it." No, you can be healthy and whole in your in, in every area of your life. And you but you first have to allow God to heal your heart. And I believe. Uh, at the beginning of this year, someone just needs to take some time and just allow God to mend some things that, that has happened, you know, years and years ago, perhaps, or maybe even more recently. But allow God to heal your heart. Because you deserve to be happy and whole in every area, from your emotions to your mind to your work, for, for even that you would enjoy work to your relationships, that your spirit, that your body, your physical body, as we, Lord knows, that's the area I want to uh, focus on this year, but even in our physical body, our mental body, our our mental uh, selves, our emotions, all of these things listed on the screen, all the things that I just mentioned, you can be healthy and whole in 2021. Self-care isn't selfish. This is what the Lord is saying as he heals our heart. He says, the Lord, Psalms 34 and 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. And he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Self-care isn't selfish. Tonight, I'm going to leave you with this quote. It says, go inward so we can go upward. I want you to take some time and focus on yourself. Take care of yourself. Let's go inward. And when we go inward, we take care, we we get some uh, good get in a happy place, you know, and uh, be consistent and taking care of ourselves in every area of our lives, then and only then, we're ready to go outward. We're ready to touch people's lives. We're ready to draw, you know, through the the power of the Lord, uh, the Spirit of God, through His love, He will use us to draw people to Him. So tonight, I pray that you're reminded of how imperative it is to take care of yourself. And I am encouraged tonight in my spirit. I feel it tonight. That when we do what the Lord is telling us to do, I believe he has doors um, and opportunities that we've not even thought about. And I believe he's going to take us there. 
And I believe with my whole heart that we're going to be ready. He is preparing us so that we may be ready. Father, we thank you tonight for your precious word. We thank you for this opportunity just for you to speak to our hearts. God, help us to focus on loving ourselves as we love you, we love ourselves, and then we are ready to love our neighbor and to show them the way to you. So God, help us in all that we do and say that we bring glory to your name, that we look at our, examine our own lives and how we can be more balanced and so that we are addressing the total man, the total woman, so that we can be stable soldiers for you, stable soldiers, stable soldiers, and we'll be able to fight this good fight of faith, the spiritual warfare, not not flesh and blood, but the spiritual warfare that will be prepared for it. And we thank you even now. We love you. We praise you. And we magnify your holy and your righteous name. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you tonight. Appreciate you being on the call. Appreciate you being on Zoom. Pray you have a wonderful and a blessed evening.